I think the sooner one gets into multifamily, the better. The second thing is to have goals and plans because you've got to work every day towards the goal. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you. And it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565. And he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. With us today, we've got someone who controls over $125 million worth of multifamily properties. How you doing? Vinny Chopra. Hi, Joe. Hello, my friend. And nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Vinny, and then he'll get into it in more detail. He is the founder and CEO of Monil Investment Group. He's facilitated 24 syndication offerings, and he currently controls, as I mentioned, $125 million worth of assets under management. He presently owns some single-family homes and multifamilies in Texas, California, Arizona, and India. He has his MBA degree from George Washington University after coming to the U.S. with seven bucks in his pocket. He is based in San Francisco, California. With that being said, Vinny, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused sure. on? Sure. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come and talk to your audience, Joe. I came from India about 40 years back. Oh, my gosh. With $7, like most everybody does that time. And wanted to come out here to do engineering. But when I went to George Washington, just liked the marketing, sales, motivation a lot better. Sold encyclopedias, Bible books, actually, outside Atlanta. And got into a company for almost 37 years after my graduation. And I just retired from there last year as a motivational speaker for a company out of the Tennessee area. And now, I think 2005, four or five, I got my broker license in California. We've been investing since 1981, so quite a few years. But then after I got my broker license, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to do the open homes. And so it's a great profession, but very tough, the residential. So that's when I decided, to okay, I'm going to look into commercial and did a lot of thinking and planning found multifamily the real key. This was about 2007 or around there when the crash was happening. Things were going low. 2008 was a big one. Joe, that's how we got into multifamily and then learned a lot. My team and I, we just spent a ton of money, <laughs> you know, getting to learn the business from ground up. 
Well, I have a lot of questions based on your background and your story that you mentioned. I want to focus first on the beginning, and then I'm going to probably fast forward to the very end because I'm interested in both ends of the conversation. So the beginning, you had seven bucks. If you had $7 in your pocket and you arrived, then what did you immediately do? Where did you live? Very good point. Actually, I was sponsored by my uncle, fortunately, because you couldn't come until somebody sponsors in USA from India. And I lived with them in Maryland, as a matter of fact, Rockville, Maryland. And being in the Indian family, never had to pay anything for living and for the food and lodging and all. But I did go and sell books within four months after I arrived here and made about, I think, $2,200 in the summer (laughs) to pay for my tuition. And I bought a car for $700. I remember a Maverick, a blue Maverick, old Maverick there. So I made some money selling in the sales profession, I guess. And then, of course, I did some more work as a graduate assistant at George Washington and earned some more money, went back again, sold and took a team. So for three summers, I kept on doing it and I graduated. Now let's fast forward to you having done 24 syndications. What have you changed in your offering from a structure standpoint from the first one to now the latest one? How have you optimized it? You know, in the early years, we didn't know much, to be truthful. This is back in 2007, 8, 9. We were just trying to do it. The very first property we bought was 14 units on Monday. And then Friday was that 109 units with 101 storage units in a small area of Texas. But the PPM, we have always done with uh, Kim Taylor, Oh, I hope I was able to say her name. She's a syndication attorney, Jean Trowbridge, and they kind of guided us what to do. Now, in the previous years, we used to do like 70-30 split with the investors, Joe, and then we'll perform the property. We will do a good job in managing it and then give out the cash flow returns. Fast forward now. In my new company, Monil Investment Group, again, the same lawyers. I have kept always the team people who have really built my business, kept them with me. So Kim Taylor is very active with me. My real estate lawyer from Carrollton, Texas, Milton Colgrove is very active. And I have only met Milton three times in the last 10 years, by the way, face to face. But we are always talking. Everything is virtual nowadays, as you know. But uh, now we give out preferred returns, Joe. In other words, most of my PPMs, documents and subscription agreements and, of course, operating agreements, we give out 9% preferred. And then we do the split where after everybody's paid out, we split it either 65-35 to the investors and then to the company or 60-40. That's how we have done. And do you do any waterfalls? Good point. We do. Actually, we have done three of them where we have refinanced the property and given all the money back to the investors and then some, and then we gave them the equity gain at the end. Yes. You have $125 million of assets under management right now, correct? Correct. We have four companies. I'm a president of the Ideal IG, 
and then, of course, CEO of the new two companies that I formed about 22 months back. Monil is a rather new company, and I've done 10 syndications in the Monil in the last 22 months. But then in the previous one, Ideal IG, a lot of my investors who did it, it's a horizon of about five to six years. We say actually three to five or six years that we cash them out. So we are liquidating the assets in my old company and then getting the investors their money back and their equity returns back and then they can reinvest with us or with anybody else, you know. So you are right. Currently, we have that much and now we are growing in the sense, I think I have 72 million or so in the Monil Investment Group and the smaller number in the old one and we are putting three properties on sale are already on the ideal IG side. I hope I don't confuse you guys. So yeah. you got 10 syndications last 22 months for Monil worth about $72 million. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. How much of your own money do you have in those properties? That's a very good point. We do have investment on the class A side. I formed another LLC, my family, and we put the money in there. Mostly my company comes in as class B side which is the preferred return is given to class A after they are satisfied, then only my company gets the money. So because my name is on the loans of all these properties, the lenders look for liquidity, as all the investors, your audience knows. So I keep a lot of money in liquid so that I can qualify for bigger loans, Fannie Mae loans or direct lender loans and things like that. So Maybe rightly answering your question on the class A side, not too much would be the right answer. About, because when people hear $72 million that you control, I suspect they're curious how much of your own money do you have in that? So just about how much do you have? I would say, to be truthful, not that much because we do the PPM where I know it's a very big question on the part of investors who have called me or students who like to talk to me. They say, Vinny, how much skin in the game you have? Then you have to really kind of go back and tell them the skin in the game is the equity. It's the knowledge, the experience, the brokers that I have networked with, the off-market deals that I get, the equity. When we make a lot of money, when we purchase the property, you know, that is the right way to do it. All my 10 acquisitions, Joe, that I've done in the last 22 months have been off market. They never touched anybody else. The brokers, they were able to let me know just the next morning after they had a dinner or breakfast with the seller. They are just putting it on a napkin and then they call me because I've been a performer for the last 10 years, not to brag about it. But we have closed on every single deal that we put under contract. So that helps a lot, you know, when the investors are looking into, I mean, the lenders are or the sellers are looking into who they want to accept the offer from. Right. Okay. Off-market deals, certainly you get the most favorable opportunities, especially in hot markets. Just to get a direct answer from you on the skin in the game. You said not that much. What is not that much? Is that three cents? Is that a hundred thousand? Is that five hundred thousand? Oh. Is that fifty? Is oh, it a million? I would say probably hundred, not more than that. A hundred, not more than that. Sure, in, in sure. total across for the seventy-two million dollar portfolio. Yes, exactly. Yep. That has to be a challenging question. You answered, and it's. I'm so glad we went this direction because it's interesting. 
I know that your investors are probably saying, hey, what's your skin in the game, as you mentioned? And you have $100,000 of your own money and $72 million worth of properties. So roughly, how much did you raise? I would say usually if my LTV, Joe, is let's say I get 80% loans or 75% LTV, right? Loan to value loans. So, and I, by the way, acquisition fee, I charge 4%. I know when I learned this business way early in the game, a lot of time I find the investors are kind of shy about asking for acquisition fee. You got to ask for that because it's long process to put one deal together. It's the time factor. It's the value of all knowledge that we have. So 4% is what I charge just to say that. So 4% plus 25%, that's 29%, plus the closing cost, plus the renovation budget, things like that. I would say 33% of that $72 million is raised by me. So that's about $23,760,000. So we'll round, yes, to, we'll round to $24 million. Out of that $24 million, roughly mm-hmm. how many investors do you think you have? 79. We have 79 long-established investors, and it all comes with time. Joe, I would like people not to get discouraged because it took us going to RIAs and going to meetings, and I used to put presentations. I would love to send you my presentation PowerPoint. We used to invite people for luncheons and pay for their dinners and listen to us, right? Mm -hmm. And through the SEC ruling, we will meet them again So it took us a pretty good time in the starting, but once the client started to get the quarterly checks, we pay them quarterly, then their wallets open more and more and more and more and more. So now I can raise anywhere from four to nine million dollars in about eight hours or two days, let's say, you know. I could raise that much with my list of people. I really don't have to go outside them at all. And usually I sell out within eight hours, you know, of my offering. I imagine that a tough question to address is sure. alignment of interest with you investing, you know, 100000 total and having $24 million worth of equity that you're raising. And you kind of addressed it earlier. Is there... Another question that is tough that your investors ask, or is that probably the most challenging question that you're asked based on how you're structuring your business? That's a very good point. To be very truthful, Joe, it's been kind of like I've not marketed myself until this year, by the way. I've been just doing my own thing and somebody kind of reached out to me and I did a couple of podcasts, but usually I'm a pretty my own kind of guy. No, my investors have really enjoyed the returns I've given them and my whole company, four of them, because we have two acquisition companies, two management companies. We self-manage all our assets and we are totally transparent. So our investors can ask for anything they want from the books, the bank statements, invoices even, bids, and of course, P&Ls and rent rolls, everything. They could go to any of the assets we manage. They could go there unannounced, shop them, and things like that. So what that has opened for me in our companies is a big kind of trust. And a lot of my investors are accredited investors. They have their own companies, doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, 
and they enjoy getting 9, 10, 15. I know my very first deal, we gave them 47% per year after we sold the property, right? Averages came to 47%. So they just told more friends and more friends and more friends. To be very truthful, not too many people have asked me. Some people did. They said, you know, what's your skin in the game? And then I have to tell them it's the the sweat equity that I bring into the table. Regular investors won't be able to realize. We give about 18 to 24% average. I don't want to say 47 all the time, but 18 to 24% is much better than getting 015 in the saving or 2% in the CD or in the stock market. So when I compare those two in my presentations and everywhere, how I speak and talk with confidence, that goes a long way. And I haven't really had too many people ask. I did prepare a document. Love to send it to you. If any of you in the audience would like to kind of piggyback on my script and say what to say if somebody asks, what's your acquisition fee or why do you charge? You know, like I closed $10 million deal. I make 400000 that day of the closing, right? So some people did ask that, and then I put it together, a nice document to explain. Nobody has had any qualms about it, any qualms about it. That would be interesting to see, that's for sure, and I appreciate you offering to share that. I'll ask you at the end of our conversation where best ever listeners can get that document. What is your best real estate investing advice ever, Vinny? You know, the best advice I would say is that definitely stay in multifamily. I get some students ask me, they say, should I keep on flipping or do single family? I think the sooner one gets into multifamily, the better. The second thing is have goals and plans because you got to work every day towards the goal. And perseverance really pays off. The very first deals we closed, two of them, it took us almost 12 months, Joe, to get those deals. 12 months. Nobody wanted to give us money. Nobody wanted, they say, where do you live? My partner and I, we said, we live in California. Oh, you're far away from Texas. Things like that. So you always have to keep learning, be a student of the profession, which you want to make a lot of good money at and leave the the other job, eight to five job. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure, sure, sir. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you a real estate investor and you're trying to do it all yourself? Then you got to stop the insanity, my friend, and go hire virtually. Virtual Office VA is a U.S.-based and trained real estate virtual assistant company. They can free up your time. You can go to their website, Learn what they're all about and go sign up for a virtual assistant. Go to virtualofficeva.com. That's virtualofficeva.com. Best ever book you've read? I would say Think and Grow Rich many years back. Best ever personal growth experience? What'd you learn from it? I would say the biggest thing is the due diligence, Joe. We got to hire right inspectors, right people to do thorough due diligence on multifamily or anything, books, leases, all the things, because that can put you down, take you in a different angle if you don't do it. Buying real estate is like a marriage. I always say that. It's for a few years, so you got to be careful. Best ever deal you've done? The very best deal I did was about 22 months back, Albion. 
bought it for 8.7 million and it's worth 11.5 million right now in 22 months and Fannie Mae lender called me they said vinny we are ready to give you a supplemental loan on it <laughs> so that was a good one and how did that impact the results or the financials of the property actually i projected i'm very conservative uh, estimator underwriter so i actually reached my 22 month valuation was for fourth year out so i did it in about half the time it was because i brought the rub system the utility bill back increased the rent and brought some more value with the parking lot in that property and really did extensive digital marketing and we are 100% occupied and i just bought another one walking distance from there we have a waiting list at both the properties you know best ever way you like to give back i really would love to help as many investors i am retired as a last year and my wife says boy you are working more than before and i'm writing a book i've got lectures that i've recorded i'd like to see more people successful and get my tricks to them because they are no threat you know it's such a big pie in multifamily i'd love to give back to charities and things we are building some schools some handicapped schools and other things and helping people if we help enough people get what they want we'll get what we want and that's how zig ziglar said right i always have very much fascination for anthony robbins zig ziglar tom hopkins all the good big speakers that i have learned from over the years all very good that you just mentioned that's for sure I get a lot of insight from them especially all their YouTube videos. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far, Vinny? The biggest mistake was choosing the wrong partners in my earlier company. <laughs> I apologize, but you know the thing is that we had too many people when we started. We had 7-8 people. And you don't need that, Joe. That's what I realized third year inside. My partner and I were mostly doing all the talking and underwriting and everything and the rest five people were just kind of listening in and duh, you know, they were just not being productive and maybe we were the bad managers because we didn't have enough things for them. So that was the bad thing which I have really rectified it now in my Monil investment company and Monil management company. I'm the CEO 100% of both the companies and I have very lean staff. I really have strong staff in management side and in accounting side. Then I have virtual assistants in Philippines for my graphic artist. My webmaster is in Rawalpindi, Pakistan, and then I have some market researchers in Bombay. You have a uh, United Nations of real estate company. I love it. You've got everyone from <laughs> all all different backgrounds and countries. That's great stuff. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you and get that document you were mentioning earlier? They could definitely text me if I'm in a meeting. I'll call them back or call me also 925-766-3518. That's my cell number 925-766-3518. My email address. Love to get emails and reply with a lot of great documents back and everything any way I can help. That is Vinny V as in Victor I N N E Y Vinny at Monil. That's M O N as in Nancy E I L I G. I G is for investment group. So Monil I G dot com. 
And then, like I said, you know, I did record some lectures. One of the online real estate company uh, university approached me. It's real estate you, the letter U, dot TV. And just Google me, Vinnie Chopra, and you will come to that page. And if you'd like, I'd like to give my underwriting, which is very extensive, any templates, my contacts. I just give out everything that I know of in the last 10 years to your audience and your, your fine investors who try to make it and learn it and take it to a new level. So anything I can do for them. I do not coach. I just don't have that much time. I'm so sorry, but I will provide all the things and give them my time a little bit so that they could get going on their path to success. You have given us many insights on this call. I'm incredibly grateful for you talking about some things that are challenging, I imagine, especially with the dollars from your pocket into the deals versus the amount you're raising and not navigating those conversations should an investor choose that similar path. And talking about the deal mechanics that you have. I mean, just really interesting and kind of behind the curtains type of stuff and grateful that you spent some time with us on the show and grateful in advance for you sharing those documents to whichever best ever listeners choose to reach out to you. So thanks so much, Vinny. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. Good luck with the rest of your endeavors and also really inspiring story coming to the United States with the seven bucks and living with your family and then making it door-to-door sales, make some money for your tuition and then going from there. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for all that you are doing. I really appreciate and I love listening to your podcast and I bought your book and it's got great ideas. I think the biggest thing I'd like to leave the audience with is action is the key. You got to just decide and then every day we are reaching our goal Whatever we want to become one day, we're in the process of becoming today. Live every day to the fullest with passion, enthusiasm, and great attitude, and we'll conquer big goals, you know. Thanks a lot, Vinny. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for your time. Are you a real estate investor and you're trying to do it all yourself? Then you got to stop the insanity, my friend, and go hire virtually. Virtual Office VA is a U.S.-based and trained real estate virtual assistant company. They can free up your time. You can go to their website, learn what they're all about, and go sign up for a virtual assistant. Go to virtualofficeva.com. That's virtualofficeva.com.